Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, Every single week, we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high-performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. My friends, I'm Brendan Burchard, host of The Brendan Show and founder of GrowthDay.com, and I'm honored to be your high-performance coach today. I believe that every day we can be inspired, we can live with intention and purpose, we can bring the joy and honor the struggles of each day to push ourselves to, to grow, to serve, to be a role model, to lead extraordinary lives. I believe that every day is a great day to grow. That's why I started my company, GrowthDay.com. It's an online personal growth platform where you can get me and the world's best personal development teachers live, coaching you every week, sharing our wisdom, keeping you motivated and accountable, encouraging you to find the aliveness and the connection and meaning of life that we're all after. If you're not a member yet, please go sign up at GrowthDay.com and join our huge worldwide community of achievers. For less than a dollar a day, you get the world's best teachers live every week. And look, you've probably known for a long time that you needed some expert guidance and inspired community and life-changing tools. So please 
Your breakthrough awaits you at growthday.com. Now, let's get to today's episode, my friends. Please listen closely. Maybe you take some notes so you remember these insights of personal growth. And share this episode with three of your friends because we all have to share more positive messages in the world today. So share this with three friends, just like you who are committed to their personal growth. And also be sure to tag me or DM me on Instagram at Brendan Burchard. Join our million plus community there on Instagram so I can say hi. Thanks again for listening. Now let's begin. We've had masterclass in leadership, in confidence, in focus. We're moving now into friendship. And I want to share with you this. If we're all going to get better, sometimes we have to change. We have to become more. We have to make sure that self-improvement is a way of life. We have to connect and do work like this. We have to be in communities like this that really are striving to improve ourselves and improve our relationships. Because if we improve ourselves and we improve our relationships together, we can change the world. I'm gonna to describe to you these six deliberate habits of creating friendships from a perspective that will describe why some of your friendships were built the way that they were, why they worked. So I would love for you to think about, is we're gonna go into this activity. Can you think about one friend who's like your best friend or maybe one or two friends? Like the people you think, like, that's the closest one. If you don't feel like you have that one based on our conversation so far, that's okay too, okay? Really, because I'm not, I'm not being facetious. Around the world, a lot of people don't believe they even have three good, close friends. So it's okay. I'm gonna introduce some ideas here that might help you understand how they're shaped. Whether they're assigned friends, deliberate friends, something you're gonna build into at home, at work, in your community, these will help. Okay, I'm gonna work through these from a neuroscience perspective and then come back from a high performance perspective where we teach you the habit. So let me just explain them first. Let's explain great friendships and where the bonding happens, and then we'll come back and make a plan. So first thing that the mind loves, the brain loves, and when we have these things that happen in our lives, the brain loves it, hits dopamine, and whatever is in our world at that moment, an association happens instantly and immediately that's positive, okay? One of the first and foremost, most important things in our life is something I'm gonna start with on this lesson today because a lot of us lacked it during the pandemic. And that is what creates an immediate bond with somebody and deepens relationships and makes friendships or your intimate relationships come back to life is novelty. Novelty, that's the first thing I wanna talk about today. Novelty. Doing new things with people. No duh, Brennan, earth shattering. But actually, when you read any book on neuroscience, you see that novelty is always something that is so incredibly stressed that we need to create in our lives to keep things fresh. Because when they go stale, they die. To keep them fresh is how we grow them. So I bring in this one, I like to begin this one because listen, as the world opens up, whether you feel like you, you can move on or you can't, or as we feel like we're, we're venturing out into the world again, because some people have been locked down. I want to reference to you the importance of immediately thinking of any friends you have who you need to reconnect with and you need to create a new experience with them. So write this down, create new experience. I want you to go through your top 10 friend list or the top five people you like at work who you do want to develop a relationship with, how do you create a new experience with them? What's something new that you can do? Whether that is, hey, let's go out to a new restaurant together. You know how magic that can be in a relationship when, when you go out with uh, your partner, your spouse, your intimate other, someone, you go to a new place. It's, it's higher energy. It's a different level of awareness. When people are in novelty or novelty situations, their self-awareness goes up, their mindfulness goes up. Biologically, we are literally built to be more attentive in new situations. And so if you actually think about some of your best friends, there was probably some new situations you went out and did. Maybe your best friends came from when you were a teenager or in your 20s. Well, you're experiencing life anew. There was a lot of change, right? 
There was some of your first time experiences doing this, going out, your new friends of adventure, your new friends, your new drinking buddies, your new friends at school, those new years, everything that was new, there was a vibrancy and there was a pop there. And I really believe a lot of people right now in their life, they feel like they're slogging through. We need to introduce novelty. What is something new? What's a new experience you could create? Now, let's talk about how do you take that to high performance level. You schedule the newness. See, some people never have any novelty with their friends in five years. And they're like, I don't know, I don't feel connected. I'm like, you ain't done nothing new in 10 years together. That's why the friendship is dying. We need, you wanna do something new on a regular basis. So I highly recommend, some, some of the closest friendship networks I've ever seen are groups of people who do a trip, a camping trip, a, a hiking trip, a biking trip. They're outdoors, they go do something once or twice a year. They get together for July 4th, they get together for New Year's, but there's a recurrence of them getting together, but they do something new each time. Those are some of the great deep relationships. Now I know some people go, but no, Bernard, my best friends, we just get together and we talk. We don't care if it's new or anything. I'm like, I bet you're talking about new things as you age. There's a novelty in conversation. When you have friends who you don't do anything new together, and most importantly, you don't talk about anything new together that friendship doesn't deepen. So I learned that and I thought, oh, you know what I'm gonna be? I'm gonna be that guy that introduces new topics to my friends and asks them to talk, talk about it. I introduce novelty in my communication pattern with friends just to see where it goes. Instead of talking about what's the weather today, I'll ask about something specific. I'll share, hey, you know, I've been learning about this. What do you know about this? Or, hey, you know what? I, I've been hearing about that. Have you ever thought about that? Or I'll bring up a topic at a friend, like four or five people, and they're all talking about the salsa and the guacamole. And I'll be like, I'm like, wow, what's the next level of conversation here? What's something new we could talk about that we haven't talked about as friends? If we ever hung out, we'll sit at a table and you'll hear me say, hey, you guys, I know, I know so we've never talked about X. And I'll just throw it out, I'm like, what do you guys think about that? And I'll just throw out a topic. I'll be like, hey guys, I know, you know, you're all parents here. I've, I've never heard like, what's, what's three things to be a great parent? And just, I'll get the conversation going. I'll think, what have we not talked about before? And I'll just throw it in the mix, right? It's just like a communication hand grenade. I'm just gonna throw it in there and see where we go. How, I know this is so simple, but do you do that? Do you do that consistently? Are you scheduling time with friends to do new things? Do you ask them to bring new people into your mix? Most people live like this, no new people. And I'm like, new people, come on in. I'm just like it. And it's not because I'm an extrovert. It's because I wanted the quality of life where novelty was at play. My brain is always sparking. I get diversity of thought, meeting new people. I'm put in new situations, so I have to adapt and gain more self-awareness and social acuity. Putting myself in novel situations by inviting new people, going to new networking events, going to conferences. Now, I know this is where I lose everybody, but you don't understand, Brennan, I'm an introvert. Yes, uh, amazingly, after 20 years in personal development, I've actually met some introverts. Uh, on the Myers-Briggs, I'm right down the line between introvert and extrovert. You can't write six books without being a little bit of an introvert. So it's not, if you are blaming your style here, this is where we have to talk about personal development. When people only do their style and don't reach for the lifestyle and the goals they want, they begin to suffer. Well, I'm not like that. I know, but what you are probably like is gonna be stuck. And sometimes, to experience a more extraordinary quality of life, we have to go beyond our own styles and our own strengths and put ourselves in novel situations that challenge us to learn and grow and interact. We got so used to as a culture, assessing the Western, well, these are my strengths and this is my style, that we use those as justifications not to try new things. 
And that's why many people, when they have a new goal or a new dream, sabotage themselves. Well, I'm not like that. As you know, I want to be a writer. And I noticed the best-selling authors, they were going on media and doing appearances and they had videos and things like that. And I, I didn't like this, like talking to a camera like this, insanely uncomfortable for me, crazy. I had to learn to do it. I didn't go, well, I'm not like those writers that can talk in the media. I'm like, you know what? That's not a skill yet. I'm gonna go good at that. I'm gonna put myself in that situation. It'll be new, it'll be challenging, and I'm gonna have to rise up and learn how to do that. I didn't say, I'm like this kid that can't do these things. I said, do I wanna experience that? Then let me become more. Let me grow into that. I was very uncomfortable with people when I was younger, and so I had to put myself in situations that stretched me. Now, if you are introverted, like I was especially back then, you do those things, and then what do you do? You take time to recover. You can go out in the world and then come home and live in, inside and recover and then go out again when you're ready. That was me. I, I had a lot of—I'm a guy, if I go to a party, I'm exhausted afterwards. Like, I have—because at that party, I'm just like, I'm vibing. I'm trying, you know? And then when I get home, I'm tired. I'm wiped out. But it doesn't mean I never do it because it's not my style. So it's important for yourself. Right now, I really believe—some uh, of you guys know I did a course with Oprah Winfrey Network, and Oprah named the course because we were talking about what we were going to do. And she named the course. It was called Reignite Your Life. If you are in a place and you want to reignite your life right now, novelty. And don't hope novelty lands on you. Schedule it. Go do it. Invite it in. And I promise things will get better. Second thing that creates bonds of friendship that most people underestimate is creative expression. Creative expression. It means with another person, you creatively do something. So that creatively doing something, that could be, this is your art class friends. That creative expression, that can be your brainstorming friends. You might have that friend at work who you love to whiteboard with, right? That person you like to just like brainstorm business ideas with. That creative expression of maybe that's dance for you. That creative expression, maybe that's uh, another artistic type of endeavor where your interests are aligned and you're going to go do that. But creativity, doing something where we have to generate ideas or artifacts, as they call it in sociology, together. I mean, we got to create stuff. Let, let, let's create something here. Your friends should be your greatest vehicle for brainstorming. Let me tell you how to have greater friends. And you're, I, I really genuinely want you guys to write this down. I want you to learn to do this. Pick up the phone, call a friend, and say this. And here, I can tell you the quality of your friendships right now based on the statement, believe it or not. Pick up the phone, call friends and go, hey, can I get five minutes? I just want to brainstorm something with you. I just want to brainstorm something with you. I can determine the quality of your friendships with that statement. When you're in friendships, and it's not what we call a generative friendship. A generative friendship means we generate ideas together. It doesn't mean they need to be the expert. It doesn't mean they need to be perfect. It doesn't even mean they need to get the topic. Friends talk things through with each other. We're in a culture in the Western world where what we do is we complain together. But that's not generative. That's actually not, it's not additive, right? So complaining together, you, I learned that from Zig Ziglar to listen to your friends and what's the tone? What are we talking about here? And if you're around a bunch of complainers and blamers all day long, you become that. And I was like, dang, that's real. So I want you to write this phrase down. Hey, can I brainstorm something with you? I, I want you to hear about this because I, I, I do 
consider myself someone who has deep, awesome, incredible relationships, and I feel very blessed about this. I do this all the time. I probably have, I'm not kidding you, I probably have 15 of those conversations a week. 15 a week. And you're like, how can you possibly do that? Well, I have friends who are like my buddies. I have friends at work. I have friends who I would consider coworkers, people on my team. I have friends in my industry. And I force myself throughout the week, when I have an idea, when I have a goal, when I have a concern, and write those down. When I have an idea, when I have a goal, when I have a concern, I don't let those things live in my little head. Instead, to create relationships with others, I call and I say, hey, can I brainstorm on something with you? Sure, what's up? Well, I've got this concern right now. Or, you know what, I've got this idea, I just wanna bounce it off. Or I've got this goal, I'm wondering if you've ever seen that, or you've done it, or you know someone who has, I just wanna share it. Idea, goal, concern. These are part of the parlance of a great friendship. And you think about it, a lot of us don't have that. Now, I know some of you can be like, but I have a great friend and we don't do that. I'm like, oh, my job isn't here to tell you that you can't have great friends. I, I have great friends who are like my pina colada friends. I don't know how many ideas we actually brainstorm with. I, half the time, I don't think there's an idea in our head when we're drinking a pina colada. So listen, I'm not here to say every relationship has to be perfect. Maybe you're my pina colada friend. We have a great time. We probably don't generate about how to solve the climate crisis, okay? We're not that deep. But if I want to deepen that relationship, guess what I do? You got five minutes to brainstorm on something? So remember, I'm not here to say what friendships are or have to be. My job as your coach is to say, well, how do we deepen them? And to deepen it, you're gonna generate more ideas, you're gonna share more goals and express more concerns. That's what makes you actually an authentic person, an authentic striver. I don't know you if I don't know your ideas, your goals, or your concerns, do I? I don't know you. I can make up a, a, a persona of you, but I don't know you. If I don't know what you're thinking about consistently, or you're worried about, or what you're planning, I don't know you. I really don't. I just know you went to this high school, and you wear that cool dress, and you talk about this. I don't know you. So if we wanna go deeper, which is my job today, how do you have a remarkable, long-lasting, deep relationships? I gotta know it. So for you, I want you to write down, ideas, goals, and concerns. Third big way to deepen relationships, which I prefaced a little bit earlier, is contribution. Great friends, contribute something together. Your best friends at work weren't just the party people often. It was like you felt like you were doing something together that made a difference. Contribution is we serve together. We make impact together. This is why I always begin every conversation in meeting new friends with getting out and volunteering, right? Uh, just like when you volunteer with other people, it just, your, your spirits are aligned, you're making a difference, it's just unique, you're making an impact. That make a difference thing together, I'd love for you to go down all your casual relationships and go, how can I make a difference with her? How could he and I, or this group, make some kind of impact? Maybe we go build a school. Maybe we go paint a playground. Maybe we go serve at a soup kitchen. Maybe we go, you know, build this thing or weave this thing or get that thing done or raise this money together. Whatever it is, let's go do something together of impact is a question. You know, uh, I remember I was in my early 30s and I saw this, this team they called themselves. It was like, you know, five people. It's like uh, two guys, three gals. And every year they went away for Habitat or for Humanity and they built a house somewhere. Every year they just... They just did that. And I was like, that's amazing. You guys are so close and everything else. And they're like, we're talking. And to me, it was like, oh, this is a troop of five. And then it turned out every year, each of them made sure to bring two friends. And now this group was 300 people. 300 people. Started out with literally five. They became 300 people who went every year, 
these 300 people went and mixed up and they would go around and build stuff together. I was like, that's incredible, right? That's, I don't know about you, but some of my best friends came from service, contribution, building, doing things together that made an impact. Like in my industry, some of my best friends in the industry, like we, we collaborate to do something, to build something, to create something, it makes a difference, right? That, that just feels amazing to me. I love that. I really do love that. What else? For those of you who are really struggling to like meet high quality people from your perspective, I can't recommend enough that you get involved with some local organizations that are nonprofit based and that you start attending more fundraisers, more acts of service. And I know some of you go, I don't, I don't have anything, I don't have money to contribute maybe, or I don't have, you know, I don't know what I want to do. I'm like, I don't care. Go to a bunch of them and you'll learn what you like. And I will also say this, I know I'm, I, I've been saying this for years, I, I beat a dead drum a little bit here, but when you go to a fundraiser or you go to a volunteer event, do you know who goes to those? Like you go to a black tie event, like a, a fundraiser as an example. Do you know who goes there? The most successful, high achieving, positive, wealthy, influential people in that particular community. People who have something to give and in their spirit, in their heart says, I, I play this role in this community where I'm gonna make a difference here. Awesome. I mean, some of my best friends I've met throughout the years, I met either doing the work of contribution or literally on a nonprofit board or at a fundraiser. Because that striving community who wants to make a difference, I can't, I can't share with that. But here's the thing, whether you go do that or you don't, the people who are closest to you, if you wanna make a difference with them, if you wanna deepen that relationship, find a way to make a difference together. Go do something cool that contributes. Go volunteer. I think if you really want the closest friendships imaginable, you go volunteer once a month or once a quarter. You just, you don't wait for it, you schedule it. I want you to be the friend that schedules the contribution. Be that friend. Don't hope that person comes into your life. You're that scheduler. You're that person who sets that up. You're the person that gets them together because at some point they'll take it over. In all of my greatest friendship circles, I tend to be the person who initiates it and we do something and then someone says, I'll do it next time. I'm like, great, just do that. Acts of contribution together. Hey, it's Brandon jumping back in here again. Are you looking to go to the next level in your life right now, the next level of joy, abundance, success, then you already know that you need to journal about your lessons learned in your life. You gotta track your moods and your habits. You have to learn from the best personal development coaches and teachers in the world, and you gotta stay inspired and accountable so that you can be more focused, disciplined, joyous, and keep growing. That's what the Growth Day app is gonna help you to do, my friend. It's the world's first all-in-one personal development app. It has all of the tools you need, all the coaching and the community that you need to level up, to progress every week, to track your breakthroughs, and to keep growing in every area of your life consistently over the long term. So go start your transformation right now at growthday.com or just download the Growth Day app on your phone right now. Every day, you can keep improving. Every day, we are here for you, and every day is truly a great day to grow together. So let's make self-improvement a way of life. Let's make that self-improvement stick. Go to growthday.com right now. Number four, adventure or risk? Adventure or risk? Adventure can be, you know, that's... That's your buddy you're gonna go out and you're gonna have some grand adventure with. That's your road trip across the country. That's your zip lining. That's your skydiving crew, right? Where there's an adventure and there's an element of risk together. You're like, oh my God, did we really just rappel down that mountain? Did we really just rock climb that thing? Did we really just start that business together? Did we really go on this journey together? That adventure, when you start that and do that adventure with somebody, that's a bond. That's a real bond. A lot of people go, I don't feel aliveness in our life. I'm like, schedule an adventure. 
go do something together. Whatever that adventure is, that adventure can be a simple quest. I have uh, uh, two friends who I really admire who were living in like a mid-sized town, like a Madison type, I think it was Madison, Wisconsin, these guys lived. And they just said, we're going to, in one year, we're going to go to as many restaurants in this town as we can together. That was their quest. That was their adventure together. There was novelty, there was adventure, that, that was all cool. But then the risk element that they added to it, the risk element that they added to it is like, they were like, we're gonna document this together. And so they're like, we're gonna try to do something, I mean, build a business from it. We're, like, we're gonna document this, we're gonna go to all these restaurants, we're gonna film it, we're gonna try to do an entrepreneurial endeavor with it together. It's like, wow, that's cool. That's cool. But you know what? I think of like my friends who I went skydiving with, they're still some of my best friends in the world today. Because that was crazy. That was terrifying. That was, have you ever heard my skydiving story? I'm screaming like a, like a child, you know, all the way down. Like, it was so fun. You know, you think about those friends you had adventures with early on in your life. I had one friend who I moved from like an old friend to a growth friend because I remembered, you know what? That was my mountain biking friend when I was in middle school. Wow, no wonder we were so close in middle school because we would go down these trails. Did you, did you ever have a biking friend? Many people had a biking friend. You would go down these like crazy trails together, but you just never kept in contact. And you had that, that there was a time in your life when you were young and they were your adventurous friend and you lost touch. That's okay if you lost touch, but take the lesson. Oh, we did stuff together. We had adventures together. Okay, got it. Fifth thing, fifth thing, an alignment around your passions. An alignment around your passions. Whatever those, if your passions are croqueting, great, and you got, or wait, it's crocheting. <laughs> so you got friends, I think croqueting's the game. I'm not sure, maybe it is. But it's like, if you got croquet friends or crochet friends, <laughs> then it's like, do that together. You got your bird watching friends, go watch the birds. You got your friends who you talk about history with, talk with them about history, about your coffee, whatever. Like whatever your passion is, here's my question to people all the time, and it stuns them. I go, how often does your passion show up in a group setting every week? How often does your passion show up in a group setting every week? Well, if, if it's not, that explains why the bonds of the groups that you're around aren't that deep yet. You have to both inject your passion into conversations so people actually know what you think about, what you're interested in, what you're deeply thoughtful about. Like all of your friends, and I want you to write this down, all of my friends should know my passions. All of them. Otherwise, they're strangers. All your friends. I'm a person like, if you know me, you're gonna know my passions real fast. I, and people say, yeah, but I can't tell my family this, they think that, or I can't tell her that, they think that. I'm like, what are we, in high school? Are you really holding back your passions based on what someone else will think? That's okay in high school. Once you hit 18, that's no longer allowed. Now that's just called sabotaging yourself for no reason whatsoever other than your internal fears of embarrassment, which by the way, shouldn't last that long after 18 years old. Not when you're doing the personal development work. Like get over that, it's okay, everyone should know. And if they have judgment to it, guess what? They also judged your clothes today. They also judged your hair today. They judged your website. Who cares? Why is everyone so scared about judgment? The less you are worried about judgment, the greater friends you have. Because you know what? I want people, I want people to reject me. Because if I'm not in their tribe or I'm not their guy, great. I don't have to spend a bunch of stupid time. I'd rather them, I love being selected out. I love when someone says, you're not my kind of person. I'm like, thank God, I don't have to spend time with someone who doesn't want to hang out with me. Everyone's so scared of rejection. I'm like, if someone rejects you, they just gave you the greatest gift. Time, not to have to spend with someone who don't like you. That's why I love rejection. I'm like, huh, rejection's awesome. It gives me the reason that I don't have to hang out with that person. Oh, they judge me unfairly? I don't get mad at them. I'm like, thank God they did that. I don't go spend a bunch of time trying to build a relationship with somebody who's like that. So don't fear the judgment. And don't keep pressing down, suppressing, or quieting your passions to try to fit in 
to try to be liked, share what you love, share your passions. And if you're someone who's like, but I don't have any passions, I don't have any friends, it's like, okay, well, your job is to go have adventures in the world and put yourself in new novel situations to discern what you like. I'm sure many of you guys, you get the questions too from you know, younger kids in their you know, teens or in their 20s who, who ask you, you know, but I don't know what my passions are. And what do you always say? Go do stuff. Passions and interests emerge out of actions, not contemplations. So you don't just sit around and contemplate, what am I passionate about, and come up with something. You need to experience the menu of the world a little bit and go, oh, I like this. Just like, I never knew I liked sushi. I never sat in a room one day in Montana and go, I like sushi. No, I had to go experience culinary from all over the place. And I went to a sushi place. I'm like, I, I'm a guy that likes sushi. And now if you hang out with me, I'm like, let's go. I'm, I'm passionate about sushi. I never thought in a room I'd be passionate about sushi one day. I had it and became passionate about it. You find your passions by living an active life. When you don't have passions, we just got to get more menu in front of you. This is why you always growing your network and your relationships to discern. Like a lot of people hope their purpose just lands on them. Like your purpose is found out in the world. Your purpose is found by living and choosing how you want to live and living a purposeful life and more purpose shows up. If you want deep relationships with people, you're gonna have to uncover your passions. You're gonna have to express those passions and you're gonna have to elicit their passions. You know, does anyone have a friend who talks on and on and on about something that you aren't passionate about at all? Anyone out there? Encourage them. Keep listening. Don't we all need friends like that? It's important. It's important for you to elicit other people's passions and it's okay if there isn't. I have one friend that is so passionate, I mean, insane, like otherworldly passionate about video games. Now, I haven't played a video game in, I don't know, I don't even know how to use the controllers. Anyone else have that? You ever go to your friend's house and their kids pop out the video game, they hand it to you and you get this controller and it's like a spaceship and you don't even know what it does? That's me. I don't know, I don't know how to play a video game. I'm not interested in video games at all. Like it's not even, I'm not even interested in it. And I have this friend, we will go out and he will tell me about video games for like 90 minutes. And I'm so interested because that's his passion. When someone's talking passion, you know what you say? Tell me more. It doesn't have to be your passion. Stop listening for what you want to be and experience and who you are and honor and see the other. Their passions, their ideas, their goals, their concerns. That's how to win friends and influence people. You knew I was coming after the Dale Carnegie, didn't you? You knew I was gonna drop it in there. I know you knew. I was gonna give me some Dale Carnegie up in here. How to win friends and influence people. Let me summarize the whole book. Be interested in other people. It's like a 300 page book. Five words, describe it. Be interested in other people. That's how you win friends and influence people. Stop listening through the lens of only your interests and your passions and open up to hearing and encouraging and listening. When, if you talk to me, if you and I go out, I'm like this. I'm just like, I'm just taking it in. Like keep bringing it, keep bringing it. Just shovel it all my way, keep bringing it. And you're like, yeah, but Brennan, people shovel their stuff on me. I'm like, nope, the bad stuff goes right over here. The good stuff goes right in here. It's like, just keep bringing it. Like you, if you want to be a great friend, you elicit, you elicit their passions. And I don't think people talk about their passions enough. And obviously I'm a personal development guy, so I have a high opinion about this. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think it's so important to be passionate. And to be passionate, you have to experience the world. To elicit other people's passion, you have to talk about what they've experienced in the world. Learn their stories. Listen to what interests them. You have to pull in the conversation, their passion their interests, their ideas. I know I'm being repetitive here a little bit, but I think we really need a reset on this one, a real reset. Because if you think about your favorite friends to be around at the parties, 
They're passionate. It doesn't mean they're extroverted. It doesn't mean they're extemporaneous speakers. It just means whatever's going on with them. I have a friend who just, I can't even believe this guy. He's like a, he's a friend in elementary. He's like 58 years old. He, every time he talks, he just looks at his shoes. And he's not loud. He's not clownish like me. He's just super internal and thoughtful, but everything, he's, he's so passionate about what he's saying. I, he just likes things. He's just passionate. He barely moves. He's just passionate. And you just hear it. He's passionate. His voice is impact. He, he talks like this. Well, you, you know, I just, I, this so, it's so important. And, and uh, just I, and, and you're like, I wanted to pep up a little bit, but he doesn't need to. His passion is there, and I connect with him on that. Okay, last big thing that we know from neuroscience and obviously everyone knows from life experience is number six is physicality. Physicality. This is kind of related a little bit to adventure and risk, but physicality means you do something physical together. This is your workout buddies, right? Your workout friends. You go to the gym, you work out together, you go eat something healthy afterwards or go for a walk. This is your friends who you go on a walk with. This is your friends you do dance with. This is your friends that you ride the mountain bikes with. This is your friends who you just connect and there's that caring and intimacy with that they give you the hug when you're having the bad day. There's physical touch and there's physical activity as part of that relationship, right? And you know the difference. You see an old friend or a maintenance friend, it's like a fist bump, high five. And then you see an old friend, it's like, man, like a real friend, it's like a hug. You know, it's like real. It's like you're pulling that person in, you're so happy to see them. Like those, those, those hugs, right, that's real. There's a physicality to that friendship in some way or another. Often it's, for a lot of friends, it's just doing things together being in the same space together. You know, I have one of my brothers. It's like our friendship grows every time we're just in physical proximity. Uh, for him, he likes to drive a car. So we get in a car and we go drive all around. And you would think we're best friends afterwards. That, for him, is that's his thing. He's driving. We're together, close, talking. That means something to him. In my life, I don't like to be in cars. Anyone else? But in that friendship, I'm hot. Let's get in the car. So you have to know that people are different in all these areas and to connect with them deeper is to know their way. If you think of like the top five people in your life who you want to deepen relationships with, you need to ask, how do I introduce physicality here? I was coaching a, a CEO executive and he was complaining about this, this friendship at work that's falling apart. I was like, what have you guys ever done physically together? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, have you ever done a sport? Have you gone out? Have you ever done like some, anything together? He's like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, I guess the first year that we knew each other, we were golfing a lot. I'm like, when's the last time you went golfing? He's like, I haven't golfed with him in three years. I'm like, schedule it, Saturday, go golfing. He sends me a note Sunday morning. He's like, that was the best idea. He's like, we're back. And this was a critical relationship in his life. He just had to go do something with somebody, right? It wasn't novel, they'd golfed before. It was new because they hadn't done it in a while. It wasn't any of these other crazy things. They weren't creative expressing, they weren't contributing. There's no maybe big adventure or at least risk orientation there. He's not even that passionate about golf, but it was physical. They did something physical together. These six things, you don't have to do all of them. Like I just said, the way he repaired that relationship had nothing to do with the first five things I taught you. It was. Re-engage this person, go golf, right? Go do something that is physical again. He tried, and I know some of you guys say, no, Brendan, just tell him, just spend quality time together. He was already spending quality time. They were in meetings, he was trying to elicit things, he was, they already talked about the fact, like all that had been attempted. What hadn't on my little list here was physicality, so I just asked him. So these six things, each of them can deepen your relationships and each of them can reignite your relationships. Each of them can be a roadmap to building great friendships. Each of them is a roadmap to repairing old friendships. Each of these six things we know spark your brain in a very different way and create different social bonding than almost anything else. Your brain loves novelty. Your brain loves creative expression. Your brain loves contribution. Your brain loves adventure. Your brain loves your passions and your brain loves to move. Guess what? 
so does their brain. Now, when those two brains come together and do these things together, that dopamine forms the bond, forms the association, ignites the idea that we should be friends. So my hope today is by giving you this framework, you learn a little bit about yourself, you evaluate some things, you get some new ideas to bring a little more lightness or freshness into relationships. There's tons of things we could talk about in this topic that I didn't cover today. My job isn't to cover everything in friendships. My job is to kick it off, get your brain thinking about it, and let's make this month Friendship Month. Let's make this month the month that you reactivate some good friendships and the month that you build some new ones. Thank you again for this one, everybody. I appreciate each and every one of you. Every day is a great day to grow, and today, we did that together. Okay, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Brendan Show. Tell some people about this episode. It's on each of us to spread positivity and empowerment during these times of chaos and negativity, right? So I'm asking you to be the dealer of hope and personal growth and education in your tribe. So take a screenshot right now and share the screenshot and this link to this episode with three of your friends today. Post it on social media. Use the hashtag growth day. That's hashtag growth day because that's the name of my company. And we're always giving away prizes to our community. If you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. So my last thought for today, please remember, you are stronger than you think, and the future holds good things for you. Tomorrow can be an inspired day. Every new morning is a second chance. Every day is a great day to grow. We're thankful to have you here in the Growth Day community, so be sure to go deeper with us at growthday.com. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the US, you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you wanna go check it out. It's just 503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brendan, or text me and say anything you wanna say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503 503- 212-6125 and it's my exclusive text list and if you're not on it it's where I share some of my most popular episodes or if I drop a new YouTube I send it your way or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet I give that exclusive link out to that group so just go there and text me 503-212-6125. It's kind of cool. It's back and forth. This is my community text number. So tons of my community share, you know, insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth. And I'm in there. My team's in there. We really just try to engage you on a different platform. It's super fun. And again, anytime I have something special going out, this is the first group to know about it. So just go text me at 503-212-6125. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm going to change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, if you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance, but I also felt like this, this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori, and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy, I was like, ah, oh, it's one of my favorite words in the English language, earn to earn the gifts we've been given, 
to earn the life that we want, to work for it, to strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about, you know, their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're going to get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot. You'll be motivated and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast. Hey, I wanted to hop in here and share with you my love for community.com. Every major celebrity uses this. U.S. presidents use this. The biggest companies in the world use this. They give you a 10-digit phone number, but it's kind of like having an inbox for your texting. You can segment it to people um, and they can reply back. And it's just really cool because you can also send video and you can send audio. And it's so beautiful of a design that it's really easy to figure out. You know, I don't like all those other systems that send out like some weird little code that you just know is like a promotion. The reason they called it community.com is because they really believe you have to have a text community in the modern area. Texting adds a whole other level. People open up their texts way more. It's way more, you know, effective as a promotional vehicle. And it's something that I deeply, deeply believe in. In fact, I invested in them and I've advised the senior team. I'm telling you what, my audience loves it. It's increased the engagement across everything I do. And you can get a free demo when you go to community.com. Just like it sounds, community.com. Check it out.